This is JRD1016 on the Sleeper Streets, and you're listening to the All Formats Podcast. Unparalleled fantasy advice for hashtag all formats. Hey, everyone. Welcome back here for another edition of the All Formats Podcast. Uh, you got your boy All Formats in the studio. You got the wise opinion one on the other side. Say what's up to the people, David. What up? What up? Hey, guys. Hey, David, this is what everyone's waiting on. Wide receivers, rookie wide receivers. Like, people have been hounding me all week. When's the pod dropping? When's the pod dropping? So we're here now. We got to get the people what they want. It's, it's, it's so much to talk about these rookie, rookie, huh? these rookie wide receivers. Because as you well know, no one dominates drafts, uh, drafting receivers like I do. Pass or fail. So we're going to give you guys a lot of information. We're going to give you a lot of knowledge. So we know the running backs ran long. So what we decided to do with this podcast is break up the wide receivers into four parts. Uh, part one, as you listen to now, we're going to talk about five wide receivers after David gives you the background analytics of what makes wide receivers successful. And in the next three parts, we're going to hit six more in each one. That, that way, you know, you get some chunk bites and not one thing at once where you have to go back, rewind, and go figure out who we were talking about. Um, with that being said, again, just like the running backs, this is an alphabetical order, not our rankings, but you will get the all formats rankings at the end of part four. And you might even get one man's opinion about some rankings. Who knows? So, um, Dave, you want to kick us off? Let us know. Well, what is a successful rookie wide receiver? So we're looking for height. Um, from 6-0 to 6-2, 80% success rate to a top 24 season. Uh, above that, above 6-2 equates to having the highest chance of being a wide receiver one. So those are, those are the key points. And you're going to hear that a lot through these, these podcasts is their heights, especially for me. And then you're also looking at another important thing for wide receivers is breakout age. 19 or below is excellent. And then the rest of the, the, the stuff we touched space about speed score, 40 and burst matters for wide receivers too. Okay. And, okay. At, and another, th- there's two other points I want to make before we get started. One thing you're going to hear a lot from me is I'm going to point out, hey, this guy is an NFL asset rather than a fantasy asset. I know I did that some with wide receivers. It's going to be a lot. I mean, with running backs, apologize for that. It's going to be more with the wide receivers. And then with at the end of each pros- prospect, well, not each, but some of the key we know the names out there that are, are, are lightning rods these days um, around the community. I'm going to ask the host some, a, a question or two that has been discussed about these prospects a lot. They're, just because I'm asking a question, please don't take that as my question. It's just a question that, that is being asked and being debated um, about some certain wide receivers. Okay, sounds good. Let, put me on the spot, dude. It don't matter. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, all right. So total of 23 uh, wide receivers. So let's get into it. Who's up first? Alec Pierce, uh, Cincinnati. He's 6'3", 211 pounds. He's 21 years old. He'll be 22 by the season starts. His breakout age was 19.3. 40-yard dash was 4.41. His speed score is 114.6. His burst score was 133. Uh, point four. You want to kick us off with the film? All right. So watching some film on Alex Pierce, 
Um, if you guys listen to the quarterback and the running back pod, I, I talked a little bit on Desmond Ritter. I dumped a little bit on Jerome Ford. So we're back in Cincinnati. My thing with Alex Pierce is this. As you watch, he's got a long frame. Uh, David just gave you the numbers. This guy's actually, he's built for catching football. He's very athletic, runs strong, like with the ball in his hand. Not a running back strong, just strong and confident. He is a legit vertical threat, especially given his speed and that size. And what I love about him on tape is this guy blocks as well as George Kittle. Like, it's really good. Um, the downside negatives, he's not the most polished route runner. You see him breaking off routes early or not coming back for the ball. Um, when he does run his slants or a, an out cut, he telegraphs his plant leg. I, I'm two minutes into film, and I can tell you exactly which way he's running. He telegraphs. He lets you know where he's about to plant and go. And DBs are smart. They, they, can, get, they can get off on that jump route and knock him off the place. Um, he catches a lot of passes with his body. Uh, as you, You'll notice on, on film if you watch him, like, he lets the ball get to his body rather than just catching it with his hands. So, and last but but not least, like it's hard to be an NFL wide receiver on a running team, but you still have to 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 be out there, right? Watch watch Alex Pierce on film. You can tell when he jumps off a lot of screen, a lot of scrimmage, if it's a run or a pass, because when it's a run, he he can't even sell it. He just it's lazy football. You, you got to sell a route or try to go and engage the block. But I looked at him and was like, oh, this is a run. Yep, yep, that's a run. Oh, that's a run. And that he just gives that away. I'm glad you mentioned routes. That's another key aspect that we, when you watch film of receivers, you want to see. Um, because if you're looking for instant impact, and we are, right? Um, especially nowadays, before about three years ago, it took wide receivers about three years to make, to really hit their peak. Nowadays, past few years, they've been hitting right away. But oh, yeah. a guy, a guy who can't run routes is not going to hit right away because the coaches aren't going to trust him to put him on the field. So I, I saw a lot of go routes with him. I thought he was still okay with the routes, but the majority of his routes were a go. But you did see some slant, slants and some outs. Um, he's a good blocker, I agree. Or I think you mentioned that. I don't see four four one speed on film though. I did see some drops. Um, that's a that's another red flag for us. Um, this is going to be my, my my first one. I would say he's a solid wide receiver, but I, he's going to be, I would think, more NFL asset than fantasy asset. I, and I, I, I agree with that. Um, he gave me those possession receiver type vibes or, you know, one big play where he comes on on, on, a, on a third and long and maybe gets behind the defense and gets some kind of miracle. Um, until he can fix that route running, uh, it's going to be hard for him to be, you know, getting 60, 70 snaps a game. I, I don't see it yet. I will move on. Calvin Austin from Memphis. And I hope I got this order right. The host changed the order up on me a little bit. He added, <laughs> he, hey, he wanted to add some late guys to this. Yeah, my bad, um, guys. My bad. So uh, please correct me, host, if I'm getting it wrong. Yeah, yeah, uh, Five foot eight. Uh-oh. Five it's foot way, eight. It's the way you said it. Everybody already knows how you feel. Go ahead. <laughs> Not only is he five eight, he's 170 pounds. Okay, the, the wind may blow him by blow him down but he's 23 years old 4.32 was his 40 90.9 was his speed score 133.8 was his burst score and you can kick off the film all right all right so yeah he literally just turned 23 um the 5.8 and the 4.3 speed this guy was in a college track athlete also so he's probably if not one of the fastest players in this draft I i'll give him that um, the things that he's got going for him, he was a junior year breakout, senior bowl darling. They all love him down there. 
But when you turn on the tape, now we haven't talked about this guy yet, but I will equate him back when we get to uh, this guy. His game is similar to Wandale Robinson, who's one of the last ones we'll talk about. However, this guy, Calvin grades out as an NFL slot receiver because he, he has a lot more wide receiver experience than Wandale. Like he's played it for a few years. Um, the, thing, the thing with a state, uh, it's fun to watch with the ball in the hand. I mean, you, you can't deny that. These, these track guys, these, these little guys, you know, he's a vertical threat, and he actually can run decent routes when you can find them because uh, the DBs are probably just got him all blanketed. With that small frame, he got pushed around a lot at the line of scrimmage or when he was just trying to do some blocking. He, he, he's just not he, – maybe he, he wants to fight back. He just doesn't have the strength to fight back. Um, yeah, for me, uh, the last note I put here just from watching tape, is he a gadget player or an NFL player? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if, if he grades out well enough to be an everyday starter in the NFL, let alone for fantasy. I know the answer to that is no. What? What? It's no. I mean, come on. I don't want no Tavon Austin. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the small and, and I don't even think it's small. I look at his size. I think he's smaller. And the small guys don't work. Tyler Lockett is probably the closest guy from being small that has been decent. But we don't know what Tavon Austin. We don't know McCall Hardman. We, th- this film is slants, bubble routes, reverses. That's all. <laughs> He's exciting when, when he gets it. You don't know what's going to happen. You're and, not, and, and this is this day of NFL excitement. I mean, there, someone's going to find a role for him, whether it's a Dante Hall type role and, or uh, and Devin Hester type role. But someone's going to find a role for him. He's going to be on an NFL roster, unfortunately. I, I agree with that. But excitement and that stuff you just listed doesn't is not going to get you consistent fantasy points. So, again, this is another guy. NFL asset, not a fantasy asset. We can move on. You, and by NFL, you mean special teams, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, moving on. I mean, the guy that's passing out water on the sideline may be taller than him. <laughs> Char- Charleston Rambo, University of Miami. 6'1", 177 pounds. He's 22.6 years old. Uh, point, uh, 4.57 was his 40 time. 81.2 was his speed score. 116.0 was his burst uh First score is breakout age equaled uh, 22 years old. I don't even think we did Calvin Austin's breakout age. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, go ahead. Uh, so you're right. He is 22.6 when the season starts. Um, in September, he will be 23. Um, before I get to the tape, this guy was a four-year starter at Oklahoma. And then there's a graduate transfer to Miami. So immediately that threw a flag for me. I'm like, why receivers don't normally play five years? unless there's something wrong with them. So I go dig into the tape. They got, he was a decent route runner. He was versatile, right? He could play slot. He could play outside. I, I like how they, they did that. He wasn't confined to one role. Um, he was a, a decent catch and one receiver. When, when he got the ball, it was, you know, he didn't break stride. And he didn't hesitate when the ball was in the air. Like he's running his route, knowing, expecting the ball was going to be there with his quarterback. And then as I dug into more tape, I realized why he was a five-year wide receiver. He couldn't hold on to the ball at Oklahoma in four years. The drops were – I thought of Deontay Johnson's rookie year was out there. I was wondering what was going on. Um, you said the 40 time. He's not very fast. He can't fight off the corner. He can't get out of press. I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I honestly do not know why I put this guy on the list. I'm sorry I put him on the list. If, if anyone drafts him, it's not going to be because of the all-formats podcast. It's probably because they went to Miami and they met him in the stands or something. But this guy is not going to be a fantasy asset at all. So 
while I was watching the film and I, and I had to do a double check to make sure he wasn't Calvin Austin because with his size, he shouldn't have been getting raped by corners like he did off the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's not a, he was not physical blocker. He was not physical off the line of scrimmage. He was getting thrown by corners. Once the corners got their hands on him, the play was done. Quarterback went away from him and, and that was it. Uh, I, I agree. 4.57. It's it's not terribly slow, but it, he looked slower on film to me than that. Yes. Um, I don't want to ramble on my roster. Maybe another Rambo in four years when the film looks better, but not this Rambo. <laughs> All right. Yep. Chris Alave, Ohio State. His breakout age was 19.2. He's six feet, 187 pounds. He's 21.7 uh, years old. He had a 4.39 and 40. 99.3 was his speed score. 116.4 was his burst score. Okay, so this is where we start our fireworks. Uh, this is one of the, the name guys that people are talking about. You probably five or six name guys that are people talking about at the top of their fantasy drafts and, you know, even first round NFL draft. Uh, he will be 22 when the season starts. Love the breakout age. The tape is, is pure and simple. It's, you turn it on, he's got great, hand, uh, great hands. He's explosive off the line of scrimmage. It's not that the, he can beat the press. He's just explosive. So if you don't get your hands on him to even shake him off, he, he, he's gone. And I'm not talking gone like Patrick will go route. I don't care if he's running the slant, an out, a curl, the hook. He's gone if you don't touch him at the line of scrimmage. He's just that smart and smooth. He's, he's a balanced athlete. You see his, his sideline routes. Um, he plays the back of the end zone. He controls his body with the ball like a veteran NFL receiver. And that's what you want to see. That means this guy is going to be on the, on, on the field. Um, he, he does use his body to catch more balls than he should. I don't know if that was a quarterback play or, or what, but he doesn't have a lot of drops. Uh, to be honest, watching on tape, there's a lot of not a lot, not a lot of negatives to his game. Um, I, I feel this guy had come out last year, which I, I believe he initially wasn't in the draft and then it was time to return. He, you know, in your rookie draft, if Jamar went first and Smitty went second or Waddle third, this, this guy had a chance to be going anywhere from two, three, or four had he come out last year. I think he's just, he was just that good even last year. Now he's going up against some bigger names this year where he might not be the top three coming out and he still might have a chance to be. But on tape, the guy, he, he just looks like an NFL wide receiver already. And I think he's going to be a valuable asset for people to obtain. So, Chris Olave. Uh-oh. Lined up outside. He lined up in the slot. The stutter step route was lethal, right? Uh, route runner. I mean, Ohio State wide receiver coach is teaching these kids. He is an NFL route runner. There's another guy that we'll, we'll talk much later about. Probably, uh, I can't remember what pod he's on. But he, he's also very good at running routes. He's very good over the middle. I wish he came out last year. You know, you know me with uh, Travis Etienne last year. I did not like that Etienne went back. He wasn't high for me. Same thing with with Alave. Um, but I will say, a lot of people will say he isn't dynamic. He's not a wide receiver one, uh, but a wide receiver two potentially. And I would say that that's going to be the majority of these wide receivers this year. Um, they're, they're good wide receivers. There's just not Jefferson, Chase, or probably even Lamb, in my opinion. Um, I liked Alave, and I think I'm higher on him than most. Um, this kind of feels like Scary Terry to me, 
when people didn't like him and he fell in the drafts, I don't think he's going to fall as much as Terry, um, but people got a good value. I think into the first round, I see a, a possible good value pick this year for him. Uh, the question I'll ask the host, though, um, about him, there's two big questions that are going around around the community. He had zero missed tackles this year at Ohio State. If zero. Okay. That's not good, right? That's that's not great, but it's not a stat I'm looking for in the college game. And by that I mean um we both follow the same guy on Twitter, you know, uh, and some of the people know who we're talking about. I'm not gonna be impressed with your 75 yard runs in college. Show me that you're a grinder, you know, you get those five and six yard pickups. Yeah, so maybe he didn't have a lot of missed tackles, but maybe because he's already behind guys and they, they have to catch it. Like, we that's all translation because that offense was so dynamic and so fast. Maybe there, there weren't even opportunities for that many missed tackles. That makes sense. So, I'm not going to hold that against him much until it translates to him coming off the field in the NFL. Is he just a great possession receiver? So the question, I don't think he's just a possession receiver. You said it, that he might not be a wide receiver one. Um, he, he grades out like a Jerry Judy. Like he's going to be drafted. He's got name. He's got school recognition. He's got the, the skills. And maybe he doesn't go Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson route. But there's no wrong, nothing wrong with starting out as a wide receiver two and progressing to a wide, wide receiver one. A la Calvin Ridley in Atlanta, even though he's not playing this year. Like some of these guys come alongside a true one that works their game up into a 2-1. We're going to see Judy in the next two or three years take his steps to become a wide receiver one. Olave may grade out in the first two years as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and then work himself up into a wide receiver one territory. Now, I know we don't we don't like comparisons. I'm not asking you to do a comparison. This is just a question in general. Can you or can you not see it? Is he Emmanuel Sanders? No. No, I don't see, I don't see Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. What do, you, what do you see? I don't either. I'm just saying those, and those, okay. three, those, are, those, those are three big questions in the community about Olave. Okay. Um, the one thing that I will say before we move on to the next guy about Olave, um, like you said, someone, he's going to get that, that, that value. Someone have the, you know, back at the end of the first NFL or, or top of the second. He's going to get knocked down because he played with Garrett Wilson. And when we talk about Wilson, I believe he's on the next five. Like, it's he just overshadowed him, and that's what's going to lose some of his draft value. I said, say Garrett, Garrett Wilson has to go back this year, he doesn't come out. Olave's being talked about as one of the top three receivers coming off this board because, but they're, they're both so good. Someone, someone has to be the ugly sister, and this year it's Olave. Where before we move, and just another one popped in my head, and this is actually my question Where would he have went last year if he came out? Rookie draft, uh, fantasy, or NFL? NFL. Um, he's gone before Rashard goes to – before Bateman goes to Baltimore. Um, Ron, before these Rondale. What, a 2-2 at will witness second? I mean, Chris Olave, he's definitely going in the first round if he comes out last year. Is that Austin's brother? 2-2 at will. <laughs> hey, 2-2 at will got, got Zubo ring. <laughs> <laughs> He may even be smaller. I think he was like five, six. Did he even play this year? <laughs> no, no, no. I wish we had this podcast last year. I would love <laughs> to hear your tutu Atwell take. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. So, all right. This is the last guy for pod one we got coming up here. 
uh, Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Hit us with that info, David. 6'4", 208 pounds, 20.3 breakout age, 4.36 was his 40. 119.9 was the speed score. 133.5 was the burst score. Hit us with the film. So he is turning 23 in May. And so depending on when you listen to this podcast, it could be 23, it could be 22. Uh, speed, size, I mean, what can you say about this kid? He was the combine darling. He was the senior bowl darling. He, he raised his stock more than anyone. Even Malik Willis at the senior bowl, Malik Willis coming out of the, the senior bowl being the talk. But Christian Watson weighs his stock up. He, you know, apparently now he's one of the top five receivers in this draft. Um, his running style at North Dakota State, it was tough and it was aggressive. You get him the ball, like he, he's going to get the first down. Or I'm going to get a touchdown. Or I'm going to make you wish you didn't come at me. That's the type of the runner and player he was. Um, he wins route with athletic, his athletic ability, but rarely wins with his route running. So he's, he was just better than the DBs. But it's not because of his route running. Their route running you know, needs to be refined. It needs to be coached. Hey, and it can be. So I'm, I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying it's something that he needs. Um, the biggest positive in, in this draft alone, if, if you got a 50-50 ball up there, this guy's one of the top three guys that will go up with it and come down with it. Uh, football was like a one-man cold to Christian Watson. He's the only one coming down with it. He had no, no problem showing that he was just better than you in that. Um, four years at a small school, whether it's the quarterback play or not, he had 16 drops in four years. I I don't like that at my receivers coming. If you play four years at school and you come in with double-digit drops, I'm iffy. I'm not off of you. I'm just iffy. I'm like, those are things that need to get cleaned up. Now, I didn't see all the drops. I didn't go back to see if they were bad throws or bad quarterback play, but that's just a number that, that sticks out to me. So in the film, you, you'll see that the route running, the drops, you know, these are just questionable things, but everything he did in the offseason has been building his stock up. So you get myself a good offensive coordinator, a good wide receivers coach, you know, those things can go away in two years. So he's raw. He's very raw. Um, and you mentioned a lot of the cons I have. Route running is, is a problem here. His drops, I saw the drops, bad drops, um, wide open <laughs> out route for a touchdown and just dropped it. Um, it's North Dakota State. But you do see a lot of positives on the film. And he's one of the highest upside wide receivers in this draft for me. Now, again, raw though. But could you tell me in... Would I be shocked in two years if he was wide receiver one in this draft? Not at all. Um, and if he goes, I, I know this is going to be a, a, another statement that a lot of people say and can say for about any wide receiver. If he goes to Green Bay or Kansas City, right? Yeah. Uh, you're probably not going to draft him where you want to draft him. I think he's probably a later first round value pick that you need to be a little, a little patient with. Um, I probably won't get him there be, uh, because it is possible he could go in the first round from what I've seen of the mocks, which means Green Bay or Kansas City, and he's probably going to be a 1-5, 1-6. That's too rich for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree with that, like, in the late back half of the first. You said you had to be patient. If you're picking 111 and 112 without a trade, hey, your team's pretty good. You were in a championship or you're, you lost a championship. So you can afford to draft a Christian Watson and get that turnaround in two years. You know, you said it in the last 
uh, when we did the running backs. It's the stock market. Hey, I'm going to buy low on this now because my team's pretty good. And then as they get older in two years, I just plug him right in. And now he's ready to go. I get that. But you're right. Draft capital is going to drive his price up. And these, us thinking we're getting him at, at 112 and 2.4, we're going to be left out short when, when people run up at 1.6 and he's off the board. And there's still the likes of, well, some of these other names we'll talk about later, still on the board. I'll be like, oh, Chris Olave will probably still be on the board at 1-7 when someone runs up to 1-6 and say Christian Watson. I'll be like, really? I, you know, I, I wouldn't agree with that. But as he continues to work, if he gets into a right system where he can be coached right, you're right, sky's the limit. In two years, could he be wide receiver one? Yes. Two years, could he be a special teamer? Yes. This guy has the biggest, the, the worst floor and ceiling of probably any running back in this, uh, wide receiver in this draft. I agree. Hey, one, before we close out on this one, one note that I failed to mention about Olave, if I could go back to him real quick. Yeah, how much you love him? The NFL loves him more than fantasy and probably the way we talked about him. I would not be surprised if he's the second wide receiver off the board. I, I would not. And, and that's the thing. Like, the NFL GM's like, hey, we're doing this podcast for fun. We like watching tape. We like playing fantasy football. We're not getting paid for, for this. These guys, the way they scout it is, is a lot differently than what we see. So, yeah, they're going to see things differently. And I'm not saying we adjust accordingly, but we have to put some stock into some of the things that, that the reason that he was a second receiver off the board at pick 12 or whatever it is. Okay, what if, go back and look and just see, reevaluate your process. So I agree with that. If NFL loves him more, we should make sure to get a second look before you stay off a guy or go all in on a guy. Uh, you know, NFL loves CEH, and people went all in and took him 1-1 over Jonathan Taylor. Um, so you just got to be weary. Yep, agree. All right. All right, so that, hey, guys, that does it for part one of our wide receivers. Uh, I know you guys want more, but we try not to talk your ears off, uh, and that's why we broke it into four chunks for you. But don't worry, you'll get your part two soon. And when we hit part two, we got six wide receivers. We'll be talking about uh, David Bell, Drake London, uh, Emeka Emizi. Did I say that right? Who knows? Um, Eric Uzukanma. Uh, David, you're going to have to pronounce that when we get to part two, Texas Tech receiver, uh, back to Ohio State with Garrett Wilson and close out part two with uh, part two with George Pickens. Um, so until then guys, you know, stay focused, keep listening and don't forget, you know, holler back at us, slide into the DMs, reach out to us on Twitter. If you have any questions, any guys that you feel we're missing out and need to add, or when you disagree with everything that David said and you agree with everything I said, let <laughs> me know that too. <laughs> okay. Um, so until next time, uh, this is all underscore formats. That's the wise opinion one. Uh, we'll see you guys back in part two. Peace. Do you know who number 99 is for the Rams? Are you still calling DJ Moore a wide receiver one, though he's never finished higher than wide receiver 16 in four seasons, playing a minimum of 15 games each year? Is Kyle Pitts not your number one fantasy tight end? Are you still trying to get multiple firsts for Saquon Barkley? Did you acquire Zeke this offseason? Do you constantly have a top three rookie pick without any championships to go with it? Is your first name Jason? If you answered yes to any of these questions, it's time for you to either quit playing fantasy football or sign up now for the all-format rookie draft package. Our experts will analyze your league, your settings, and your roster, and then provide you with sound analysis on how to proceed in your rookie draft. Are you new to a certain type of fantasy? Don't worry. We got best ball experts, single quarterback trophy winners, IDP league veterans, C2C lovers. You name the format, we have a professional for you. Even the dreaded redraft non-PPR leagues or even leagues with tickers, we got you covered. If you so, if you want to be competitive in your league or you're just tired of people keeping receipts for all your drafting failures, sign up now. All major credit cards accepted.